listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. This is episode 156. Can you believe it? We've got a lot of content here. Take time to go back and listen to some of the previous guests that we've had. It's definitely going to be worth your time. Now, our topic title for today is creating a business plan, and our guest is Stuart Hirsch. Now, regardless of the industry in which you work, this show is going to be extremely helpful for you. A business plan. Do you have one? You need to listen to this show. If you don't have one, then you especially need to listen to this show. As you know, I recruit partners for big law firms. And when a partner goes from one firm to another, a lot of times they're going to have to submit a business plan. So I've read a lot of those. And it's always helpful to think about your business. Where does it come from? Why do people work with you? And how are you going to get them to work with you? Stuart's going to talk about that and more. And let me tell you about Stuart. I've been following him for years on social media. He's a credentialed expert in the area of business development. He works with C-suite and other executives as a sounding board and also as a strategic and tactical thought partner, in addition to assisting with communications and relationship building. Stewart practiced law for 21 years until 2001 in law firms and also working in-house. So he's been there. He's got a lot of great experience that's going to help you. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, legal intelligence suite of products, Firmscape and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's my friend, Stuart Hirsch, talking about creating a business plan. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is Stuart Hirsch, and our topic title is Creating an Effective Business Plan. Stuart, thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. This is great. I've been following for years, and you've always got great ideas that I, I really appreciate. And I appreciate you being on the show today. And our topic title is Creating an Effective Business Plan. So let me ask you this. Let's get some working definitions. What does that mean exactly? What, what does that mean when we talk about a business plan? Well, everybody's got different definitions for business plan. And the reason I created a plan that I use with people when they would like to use a business plan is because usually firm plans are just about goals. A plan is a plan. It's not just goals. So an effective business plan means a plan that actually lays out what you're going to do and helps you create um, your own accountability as all the topical areas that are needed for you as an individual, for each individual, and gives people an opportunity to, to create a plan that will work for them. And it's interesting because it works for any professional services, but it really works for anybody, but uh, professional services people, uh, mostly, I, I'm a lawyer, so it's mostly for lawyers is the way I designed it. But I've also done programs on it, which included in-house lawyers and outside lawyers. So okay, good. in-house lawyers well. I'm going to focus on uh, with you on the lawyers and firms or professionals and firms rather than in, in-house. Yeah, that sounds great. And so let me ask you this then, is this something that someone writes and that sets the direction or is it a working document they come back to? And if so, how often should they refer back to that and use that plan? Yeah, it's, it's only useful if they write it and refer back to it. If they're not going to refer back to it, I wouldn't even really bother because- right you're really not accomplishing anything. You got to create some accountability and accountability is in the, exactly what you're going to do. It's really a strategic plan for an individual. Yeah. Okay, Companies good. Have strategic plan. Law firms have strategic plans. I've even worked on strategic plans for practice groups in law yeah. firms. And without having a strategic plan, you don't really know where you're going. 
And some people prefer to just go in the direction that the spirit takes them and others like to be a lot more organized around it. Yeah, interesting. That and, will create the organization. And so let's say you're coaching someone. This is a rainmaking partner, somebody that wants to be a rainmaking partner in a firm. They've got the ability to get their own clients. They know how to do it. They just kind of don't know where to start. Where should someone start as they're formulating this business plan? Yeah. So I actually, I have a broad-based business plan format that I suggest people use. And so I'm, I'm just going to throw it out to you and uh, you know, feel free to ask questions around it and see what works. I'd like it to be very holistic. Um, mm -hmm. I think a business plan has, has to take into account that a person is a whole person. It's not just about business development. It's about their lives and their business. So there are three parts to it. The first part is the firm and their, what they want to do within their firm or organization, if it's not a, a law firm particularly. The second part is their personal life. And I'll get into that in more detail if you'd like. And then the third part, I say if you'd like, because I have offered this to law firms in the past, and I was told, don't bring in personal life because we don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and uh, But organizations always do. And I've done this for, I created a program called Business Plan Bootcamp, and that's really where this came out of. Okay, great. And the Great. third area is business development. So, so there's three parts and there's three sections. Each section has one part. So the first section is where am I now? It's a snapshot of where you are from your organization firm perspective. The second part is where will I be or where am I going? I like to look at that as where will I be in two years without all the obstacles yeah. that people put in in front of them to get in the way of getting there. So if you say, where do I want to be? Well, I want to be here, but I'll never get there. Or I won't be yeah. able to do this. Or I, won't, whatever. I don't believe in you can't do it. I believe that if you say, if you treat it as if you've done it, sometimes I'll tell people in groups, like, close your eyes, imagine it's two years from now or one year, you pick the time frame, and you have succeeded in reaching the, your goals. What will your life look like from a business brand? How many clients will you have? What level of clients? What On a personal life, what will that look like? And then the third area is you take the delta between the two. Where am I now from a snapshot perspective of today, which should be parallel to where am I going? So you have to have whatever you say where you want to be in two years or mm -hmm. one year, that is, uh, you have to have a, a parallel entry in the snapshot. Like you've got nothing today. You haven't done that. You, uh, you want to develop a new practice area in two years and you haven't done it today, so I want to add bankruptcy to my right. um, practice that I'm doing. I'm not doing bankruptcy today. Two years from now, I've begun a bankruptcy practice. I'm doing these three or four things. But the third part's the most important, which is the one where I've seen a lot of plans that people uh, bring in from their law firms, and they'll say, they'll just be goals. Yeah. And the plan is, how do I get from here to there? And it's really, it's really easy. You have to break it down to baby steps. So let me ask you this, how granular should we be breaking it down? When people That's, talk about the Delta, you know, yes. what are some of the action steps? How much detail should they put into that? And what are some examples of that, Stuart? So the details depend on the person. So some people don't need to be granular. They're going to look at their plan every week and they're going to do things that will bring the plan to fruition. But for many people, They'll just say where they want to be. And then the details are, you ask yourself two questions or one question for each item that where, there, where there's a difference. So an example, I'm, I'm going to use a personal as an example, because mm -hmm. that's just the easiest. Because let's say that somebody says on the personal side, I have irregular family time today. Okay. 
what I want to do in two years, I want to spend every other weekend with my family, like totally leave it out. No more, no more, uh, no doing work on the weekends, on every other weekend. You pick whatever you want. But that's the, hmm. that's this made up person that I use for a made up okay. plan that I created. <laughs> and then I have to tell you, one of the things that happened is I did this for a firm and I gave them the made up plan and the marketing director said, guess what? Somebody's going to ask if they can adopt your plan for themselves, your made up one. And believe it, somebody raised their hand and said, can I just use your plan <laughs> rather than mine? So, to spend, so you ask yourself, in order to spend every other weekend in my, with my family, I need to, and then fill in the blank, I need to schedule with specific activities. And then I need to agree with my family on activities, and I need to plan each week to make it possible, right? right? Then you have to ask the next set of questions. In order to schedule it with specific activities, I have to, and fill in the blank. And you keep going, asking that question. In order to do this, I have to do that. Okay, great. And so, until you get to, it's so minute of a step that it's ridiculous to write anything further. Yeah. And for some people, just saying schedule with specific activities will be sufficient because they'll look at that and they'll say, I know what I need to do. Other people have to lay it out. And you can't just lay it out, Scott. You have to put a timeline in. When am I going to do it? So let me ask you this then. Let me ask for another example. Let's say we've got a patent litigator that has about a million to a million and a half in business, and they want to grow it to 3 million in two years. What yeah. are some examples kind of on the business side? What are action steps that someone like that could take that they should put in their business plan? And I appreciate well, the personal life perspective, but right. in terms of well, getting- that's the example. Life. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the example, I use the personal life because it's just the easiest one to describe. Right. So it depends on the person. I, I mean, I can't tell you specifically what that particular person should do, but I'll give you some ideas of what that person can do. Okay, great. First thing, first thing might be it might be the person's branding. Maybe they actually need to do some speaking mm. in order to be seen. So in order to in order to speak, I have to. Well, you have to have um, something you want to talk about. And yep. something that would, you know, I, I do a program on how to get business from speaking. So how do you get business from speaking? You don't talk about just what you want to talk about. You also have to talk about what other people want to hear, right? What's going to benefit them. And in order to, in order to figure out what people want to hear, what do I have to do? Well, maybe you have to go interview some of your clients and find out if I was to do a, a presentation on something, what would it be on? And That's in order great. to interview your clients, idea. what do I have to do? And I'm just taking it down one line. There's like mm -hmm. five or six different sets of questions. Uh, in order to interview my clients, what I have to do, well, I have to pick and choose which clients I'm comfortable and feel safe asking mm -hmm. those questions of. And then once you get some ideas, then you could say, where would I do this presentation? In order to determine where to do this presentation, you may have to go through the same process. Maybe in, in a firm that someone has a million and a half book of business, there's a marketing person who can come up with some of the places where it can be done. Mm -hmm. It could be like the AIP, the, clearly the IPLA. I've spoken for them a bunch of times, and I know that they have opportunities. And, and uh, IPO may have opportunities. What organizations are you a member of? I would ask that question. How deeply involved? Maybe they have to get more involved with the organization so they can get speaking opportunities. Right. So that's just going down the speaking path. Yeah, and they have right. to know how to get business from speaking. So I have to make sure, well, what do I have to do to make sure I can get business from those? And then what are the follow-up activities I need to do and so on? So you just follow that along. Then there's other lines. What about existing clients? If you want to increase your business, have you talked to your existing clients? Pick the clients you have to talk with. 
which ones will they be? You have to ask that question. And then what do I say? I spend a lot of time as a coach helping people figure out what to say, what to say in their email, what to say in their conversations. Because one of the things that holds people back from actually doing something is I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know how to approach that. So I help them approach it because it's really important not to have a barrier put in front of them that, well, I'm not going to do that because I don't know what to say. So that's another area. So we'll stop there. But that's like you can know about four or five different areas of, of course, we need to mention cross marketing. Like, yeah, right. Right. So this is this is really helpful, Stuart. And I like the fact that as you're talking about this, I'm getting something in my mind, my own improvements for my own plan that I need to do. And I hope everybody else listening is as well. Overall, what do you think are some of the danger areas or pitfalls people need to watch out for as they create a plan? Are they going too much in one direction, not enough in another direction? What what have you seen where people need to be mindful of as they write out their business plans? Well, there's really two things. And it's unfortunately, it's both extremes, right? It's the just putting goals down and not really doing the work to doing the, all the work that's needed to figure out what exactly do I have to do? And then there's the writing down everything they need to do to, to such a minute detail that they're actually not going to do it because they're going to spend all their time thinking about it and you become victim of analysis paralysis. So those are the two big pitfalls. It's There is somebody I'm working with that has taken my plan format, put it on Excel and like made it so detailed, but it really works for this person. Oh, that's interesting. It really works. So. For this person, having every detail down is something that makes a big difference. For some people, they start writing and writing and writing, and they never, they're never they not going to ever do. And right. some people don't write much, and then they don't do because they don't know what to do. So you got to find the happy medium. Everybody's different. Got to be the okay, happy good. It's not my plan. It's their plan. Right. So do people usually refer back to it once a day, once a week, once a month? What have you seen from your experience? Yes. Some people, it's about once a month. Some people, it's every week, go through the plan and then write down what they're going to do for the week, you know, track what they're going to do for the week. Every other month, some people will do. I mean, when I'm working with somebody, I'll ask the question. So when you're doing it yourself, ask yourself the question, how often do I need to look at this to make sure that I'm going to actually be doing what I say I'm going to do? Right, right, right. You can also get an accountability buddy who will go through with you and do it as well. I mean, and tell me about internal coach does that. So yeah, yeah, internal coach, internal person too. Right. Have you seen people like cohorts within firms where they get together and they work on this together? Is that something that you've seen before? Well, the, for some of the ones that I've done, yes. I mean, the ones if I haven't been involved with it, no. Oftentimes, like I've worked with practice groups creating their plans, helping the practice group create the plans, and then the plans come out of. That's the other thing to be careful of. The another mm-hmm. pitfall. The plans should come out of what. If the firm has a plan that's been shared, or if the practice group has a plan that's been shared, getting together and making sure that your plan will work with others and people working together. When I've done business plan bootcamp, I've had people work together on their plans, either within a firm or within an organization. Can You have to be a little careful with an organization because you don't want to be oversharing competitors, but working together is, can be very, very helpful. Okay, that's great. How much thought should we put into why we're attractive to prospective clients, why we solve problems. Is that something that we should incorporate into the plan? What's different about us? Things like that. We should always be thinking about that. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that understanding you know, kind of that's, that's kind of a given. So I'm glad you said it out loud, 
you know, what is it that would help me on your business when you're doing the business portion of it, like the business development portion of it, is what is it about me that people want to come to me or might be interested in coming to me? And the one thing that I think is really important is to keep in mind that people come to you because they like you, they trust you, they're comfortable with you. And for some people, they come to you because you're absolutely the best. But how many? Lawyers. I'm a I'm a lawyer. I mean, how many of us are really the <laughs> in practice anymore? But how many of us are really the best lawyers yeah. that there are? I mean, there's always just about always someone better. Not always. You could be at the top of the top of the group, but they come to you not because you're the best, because you can do that what needs to be done, but because, mostly because they trust you, right? And so, what makes them trust you? If you can analyze a little bit what makes them trust you, that could be really helpful. That's Again, a really good point. Yeah, it's talking. Well, I worked with the uh, originally the person that wrote the book, the trusted advisor, had retained me to be his coach, and that so I've developed a lot of the skills that come from the book, the trusted advisor. It's a fabulous, fabulous book, and and resource. And I, I think that building those trust based relationships, both internally and externally, is what will help people the most. Of course, people need to know what you do, but if you <laughs> rattle off what you do. You know, like a, um, you know, just one thing after another, I do trusts and estates and this, and everybody does that or you'll bore them. So you have to do it with stories and with to help people really understand. And it's way more important to listen than it is to talk. Yeah, because, absolutely right. Yeah. Go ahead. And what are some of the changes that you've seen in recent years, especially since COVID kind of came and, and hopefully we're out of it forever but what have you seen have been the big changes just in the last three or four or five years as it relates to writing business plans? I think that plans have become, I, mean, I think there's similar level of importance. There was a, a while when people were spending a lot of time just going out to meet people and, and speaking at conferences and writing and things like that. They would build those kinds of things into their plans and a lot of, a lot of networking. The plans have changed during COVID to include LinkedIn a lot more because you can do so much networking effectively with LinkedIn. And you can do a lot of networking and connection just by reaching out to people. And people have become more willing to do that on Zoom. A lot of the meetings that people used to go to have gone virtual. And I we actually did a program on, I have these programs, how to work, I used to call it how to work, how to um, uh, network in a crowd is what it's called now, but how to network virtually. Through virtual programs. You know, I've spoken for various organizations on that at, at conferences, and it's just, it's really important to be able to know how to do that. But now we're in a hybrid. So it's yeah. going back and it's not going back. It's going both ways. And so the plans have to include in-person and virtual. Yeah, so that's I think great. that has changed in terms of the business aspect, like the what's happening now is because we're we're hitting a, what maybe is going to be a recession. So people are thinking about retooling and that's starting to go into plans more than it was a few mm -hmm. years ago. You know, during COVID, I think everyone was just trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, right. But yeah. now it's like, what do we do now? It's different. Yeah. Things things are changing. And, and how do you plan for for something where, you know, relatively unknown of where where things are going? Well, Stuart, this is really helpful. I like the fact that you gave us a lot to think about and to really give resources to people to help them start on this. If we could summarize this in three action steps that somebody can take to really get started on this, what would those three action steps be? Sure. And these are things to think about when you're doing a plan. So the first thing is start now. 
you yeah. haven't done one before, start now and, and think broadly when you're doing it. Take the snapshot of where you are. Imagine that you've reached your goal and think about how you did it, how you accomplished that goal. The other thing is when you're implementing your plan, it's very important. Listen for opportunities. Opportunities are happening constantly. And they're mostly not about you. We have to be helping other people and then work on building trust-based relationships, which means let go of your goals and focus on others. We all succeed through others. Others succeed through us. I actually wrote an interesting blog called uh, Reduce Stress, Stop Selling, Start Helping. That's great. Which is really the way having that attitude will help tremendously. Yeah, I definitely want to put that in our show notes here. We'll definitely get that link from you because I think that would be a helpful article. What would be our third action step for people? Oh, that was all three. <laughs> Probably come up with more. The start now, listen yep. for opportunities, and work on building trust relationships. Got it. Okay, that's great, Stuart. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And then tell us about the resources that you have, the things that you do that you think could help our listeners, Stuart. And we're definitely going to put your links, like I mentioned, in the show notes here. Sure. Well, I have a lot of articles and blogs. Some of them are, I mean, all of the blogs are from a while ago. What's really interesting is they're still valid. Nothing's, right. nothing's changed in the last 15 years. Uh, maybe more. So my my business, I have two aspects of my business that are important. One is I do business development coaching for lawyers and other professionals. And I also do ex- executive and leadership coaching, career advancement for uh, in-house counsels. So they really complement each other a lot because I know what the in-house lawyers are looking for. And so I help people with their, their plans. So with cross, I have a whole system on cross or approach to cross marketing or cross servicing expanding relationships, uh, how to follow up effectively, using social media effectively. These are all basic things that people need to know, uh, getting business from being writing, how to ask for business. A lot of people are very uncomfortable when it comes to yeah. And as a coach, what I'm doing is I create accountability and follow through. So, and then provide strategic and tactical advice for opportunities, role play at times as needed, help people prioritize and uh, review and edit emails and, um, prepare for conversations, prepare for difficult conversations, whether it's internal or external. That's great, Stuart. Well, I definitely am going to put all of your information on our show notes. I want to have you come back on the show and talk about some of the other things that we mentioned before. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And this is helpful. I know it's been helpful for me, but I know it's been helpful for all other listeners, Stuart. Thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.